Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. What's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to Thursday's Game Changer. I'm David Villa. I'm here with my lovely bride, Diana Villa. How are you? Good morning. Can I still call you bride? I guess that's... I guess that's... Yeah, are you still a, you still a bride? Like, even though you've been married for twenty nine years, old lady. I hear that a lot. <laughs> you don't hear that from me. But um, let's go ahead and just clarify that. Yep, you stuck with me. Hey, we've been talking this week about life, and this morning when I was just uh, meditating on it and thinking about it, I thought, you know, life is filled with lots of choices, and you know, like we said on this game, it says your life your way. Here's the thing, we can do life our way, but the more and more we know Jesus and live life for Jesus, we come to a realization that life our way, without the context of the Holy Spirit and Him guiding us, is not a good way, right? That His way is the best way, but He still gives us choices. So I think in general, life is made up of different choices, and we have to train ourselves, are we going to make the choices based on our rights or our thoughts, our emotions, or are we going to filter them through the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and maybe people we have in our lives that we allow to speak into our lives? I was reminded of the scripture this morning. Um, It's 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and it says temptations, the temptations in your life, but you can replace that, the choices in your life. One, are choices in your life are no different from what others experience and God is faithful he will not allow the temptation or the choices to be more than you can stand when you are tempted when you're put placed in a place of choices he will show you the way out so that you can endure so meditate on that today that life is full of choices and temptations but he doesn't allow things in your path to just to 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 derail you, but if we allow them, they will actually help us and strengthen us. And um, and it's, they're no different. Everyone's experienced. Someone in this world has experienced what you're experiencing. You're not alone, and you're not the only one. But if you ask the author and the finisher of your faith, he will lead you and he will guide you in the right path. That's good. Good way to kick it off. You had that one loaded up in the gun, didn't you? Woohoo! I was meditating this morning. See what happens. <laughs> That's good stuff. <clears throat> so we've been talking this week, in case you missed it, you see the life board here. We're, we're on day four, and tomorrow we'll be wrapping the series up on life, right? And how many know it's not a game, right? It says the game of life here, but it's, it's certainly not a game. It's the real deal, and it's, it's so real that it, it lasts for eternity, right? You, you and I have eternal life, and then Jesus sent uh, came, God sent his only son, to give his life, that's how serious it is, so that we could find life and find that eternally and find it abundantly. And that's what we've been talking about this week. <clears throat> we've been talking about abundant life. And, um, and uh, so, in the, you know, we were talking a little bit about Joshua, and we're going to shift gears slightly today, but we're talking about Joshua a little bit and how, you know, God was teaching him in the abundant life that we've uh, talked about this week to, that for his soul to prosper. And, and so that's, speak, that's what speaking the word, right, and meditating on the word produces, right? It produces, and we kind of came to this conclusion yesterday. <clears throat> it, it, comes to the, you know, it comes to the place where, you know, your soul prospers. You speak the word of God, then you meditate on it, 
In other words, say it this way, success, prosperity, and the abundant life are byproducts, right, of a life built on the wisdom that's found in God's Word. So, you know, we study God's Word, we meditate on God's Word, we speak God's Word, then we activate God's Word, and that's what we learned this week. And then the byproduct of that is success, prosperity, and, and, and most importantly, abundant life, right? And those are byproducts. And so, you know, and I think this, what a, what a great life we'll have as we, you know, spend time developing our relationship with the Lord. And that's what it really comes down to, right? You know, um, I want to I live a, a life abundantly. And, and, that's, and that's what His purpose is for our life as well. So, you know, let, let God's Word settle, you know, deep in your heart. Let it, don't, let it, don't let it be like, we talked a little bit about the seeds being planted on stony ground, <clears throat> or shallow ground, or you know, or uh, thorny ground, and you know, you know what happens when the word of God gets planted in those areas. You know, it gets planted in 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 uh, um, shallow ground, and the sun, you know, can can burn it. It gets planted on stony ground. You know, a bird can come and pick it and eat it and steal it from you. It gets planted on thorny ground within the, the you know. In, in a ground where you've, you've not really maintained it, there's other things going on. And what happens, we have optimism that the Word of God is going to coexist with, you know, with uh, our lifestyle or our life and our choices. But the reality is, if we, if we don't get rid of those weeds in the garden, those thorns will grow up and choke out the Word in our life as well. And so any of those three scenarios, here's the, here's the byproduct of that. They're not lasting. And then there's good ground, right? There's good ground. And good ground's not perfect ground. Good, gr- good ground is not like you won't make any mistakes ground, right? It's just the ground that is founded in, in the Word of God. And so, you know, you want to have a great life? You know, you want to have a great life? A God life, right? A God life, which is a great life, which is the purpose life, which is the abundant life? Then spend time developing your relationship with the Lord, and while you're developing your relationship with the Lord, you know, he wins, you win, and the enemy loses. And then the word of God will settle deep in your heart and let it take root. Let it do what it does, right? And, you know, then you can go through the scripture and you can just read tons of confirmations. I mean, I'm thinking of Psalms 1, blessed is the man or woman, right, that meditates that, uh, you know, in the word, that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or sit in the seat of the scornful. But in the Lord's law, that person meditates day and night, meaning that they're not just in the Bible all day. That's not what it means. You don't have to walk around like only reading the Bible. It means that the word of God is planted in your heart. You're meditated on it, you know, daily. And then it says that, that you'll reap fruit in due season. And that's the, that's the key. You'll reap if you faint not. You'll reap in due season. So the byproduct of meditating on God's word and being in his presence and living that type of life is, is fruit. Amen. And so, um, so I can just challenge you, let it settle deep in your heart and that it influences every aspect of your life. It influences your family. Maybe you're, you know, newly saved and you're saying, how can I get my family saved? You know, I've got a really jacked up family. We can relate to that. We have family members. I think you know, we were jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Time. Maybe they think that about us, but yeah. the, the reality is if you, if you think that and you want that, then also once it settles deep in your heart, it will influence not only your life, it'll influence every aspect of your life. So, um, so may you always know and be confident, right, that God is for you, not against you. That's Romans 8.31. That's Bible. And that it is his plan 
that you fulfill your destiny, right? Live out the dreams that he's placed in your heart. And that's our prayer for you as well. And that's our series uh, plan as well. And um, so before I know Diana's got a comment, and then we'll shift gears a little bit to, to talk about maybe learning to thrive in the midst of chaos and live this life in the midst of what happens when you get a car wreck, you know, not literally, but what happens when stuff gets messed up? What happens when this thing right here gets jacked up? We'll talk about that. You know, I think I kind of touched on it yesterday that choices, you know, sometimes we have our foundation isn't exactly right. And there's good news that even if our foundation, you know, we didn't start off, you know, perfect, you know, God is a God that comes in and he will help you if you lean on him and you you plug into the things of God, the word of God, the people of God, the encouragers of God, um, and you allow those people to speak into your life, he can reconstruct bad foundations. And I think that's that's the amazing thing because not only just like... uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not only can he come in and repair those foundations, but just like they had no, they didn't even have the smell of smoke when they were in the fire, they'll, they'll, if you trust in the Lord and allow him to work those things out, you won't even be noticed that there was an issue, like you had foundational issues. Now, sometimes we do walk around with limps, right? We do have them. Those scars are there so that we can, because we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And those scars and those things in our life are our testimony. And so we can't be ashamed of them, but we got to use them. But there are, are certain things that when you plug into God, it's like those things don't even, it's like as if that never happened. It's like as if that wasn't rocky, if it wasn't. So I think there's different, you know, different things that God does. Like sometimes we wear our scars, but sometimes He, His grace, is so good that it wipes us so clean. It's like we don't have the aftermath or the remnants of that. We don't smell like the smoke after being in the fire. And um, so I think that's a that's a good thing. You know, and another thing I was thinking about this morning is grace. You know, God is a, a God of forgiveness and grace. And so we have to be careful that we don't manipulate because we can manipulate grace and forgiveness, right? That we know what, you know, what maybe is we're put in a situation where we're needing to make a choice. Is this the right choice? Whether it's, you know, a life choice, whether it's a, you know, should I do this? Should I not do this? And we're, we're, we're presented choices and, you know, but who hasn't at some point and maybe many times going, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm not necessarily sure I feel right about it, but you know, God will forgive me and his grace is good. Be careful. We don't manipulate grace and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's a, gift, right? But let's not manipulate the gift. Let's make sure that we're, you know, we're still, you know, allowing God to help us make those choices and that we're not just doing what we want and then relying on grace and forgiveness, but we begin to walk out the goodness of God and the principles of God and the things of God. Mm, That's good. And that's good stuff. Hopefully you're enjoying this so far. Uh, Welcome. We got somebody watching on YouTube from the Bronx. We have somebody from Missouri. And uh, you guys are watching. Make sure you tell us where you're watching from. We love that you are joining us from all over. And uh, and so we're talking today, this whole week about life. And you know, let me let me say this. I love you know. There's a lot of chaos going on. Sometimes and there's chaos definitely in the world. And sometimes maybe there's chaos in your life. You know, there's certainly chaos in life, yeah. in this in this in this journey of life, right? And and I love how relevant and real the Bible is. That's what you know. Um, that's what I love so much. I love the fact that the Bible is is relevant, is 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 real, right? It doesn't sugarcoat life, and you know God uses um, authentic, flawed people all through the Word of God to illustrate His, you know, His truth. Uh, to, to talk about and, and exemplify his forgiveness, right? To uh, to show us what his grace looks like. And I don't know about you guys, but I can find myself in everyone I read about. 
and you know, going through this this thing called life, you want to understand the Bible is not this rigid thing, right? It's this like it's this blueprint. We talk about blueprint a lot. It's the blueprint to life. And so, you know, I mean, I've 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 found myself imitating Mary. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, sometimes I'm more of a Martha clone. Sometimes I'm too busy for God. Sometimes, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm so worried and, and centered around maybe uh, ministry that I don't get some of the some of the practical things done. Right? I 100 percent and Diana will amen this. I've been as impulsive as Peter. Right? Um, I I've doubted like Thomas. Right? I've been unwilling to leave circumstances in God's hands, just like Sarah did. You know, I was just reading that the other day where, you know, Sarah couldn't wait for a baby. So she goes and tells Hagar, her uh, concubine or her servant, hey, go sleep with my husband, right? Because he, 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 I can't give him a child. And so I've been, I've been all of those people. And maybe you can relate to people in the Bible as well. You know, I, and, and here's the thing. There's days where I'm not certain that, you know, living unruffled, right, is a possibility, you know, for someone as flawed as me. I'm, I'm sure you view yourself that way too. You know, you're, you know, and so anytime life throws a curve or many times when life has thrown a curve, you know, I react to the busyness, right? Listen, instead of concentrating on walking with God through the chaos. So I'm faced with the decision just like you are. And many times I react to the busyness or react to the challenge instead of concentrate on walking with God through the chaos. And can I just say this? God always directs me back to his word. Specifically, he sends me to study typically Jesus, right? Because when you study Jesus, you see the perfect blueprint for how you can, you know, get through chaotic years. Jesus, I mean, he, he, he went through some chaotic stuff, right? The life that he, he lived, the time he lived in, the life around him was chaotic. And as we look through the accounts of Jesus, it's only three short years of ministry. You know, it's, it's honestly, sometimes it's difficult to take him as a legitimate example because look, Jesus was God. So he had the ability to stay calm, right? In trying circumstances. And, you know, I'm flawed and weak, right? I need God to cut me some slack. But we're never so blind as when we refuse to see. And so can I just say this, instead of, you know, chastising us when we think like, you know, like this, God always points us back to his word in these verses that we can live life like Jesus did, right? How about this one, right? In John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. So this is Jesus, just when you think that you've jacked it up, and then like, you know, he's he's God, and I can't, and I'm just this flawed person. He looks and he puts you and points you to John 14 and says, hey, whoever, not listen, this under the qualification, whoever believes in me. So if you believe in him, if, you, if you've accepted him, okay, you, you, you will do the works I do and greater works because I'm going to the Father. So that's just like an ouch moment, right? You're talking about getting my attention, so when something in the Bible Dinah, tr- troubles us, I, you know, in, instead of ignoring right it, or instead of fretting over it, instead of gossiping over it, instead of you know just talking about it, we need to dig deep and see what God is actually saying. Because Jesus was God, but guess what? He was also man. man. He also experienced the things that you and I experience. 
You know, I also th- was thinking about life. There's, you know, we all have a lot of different pressures. We all are in different seasons. We had someone watching that's going to be doing some interviews today. We have a lot of people that are doing interviews right now, looking for jobs. Um, we have people that are looking for hope, looking for answers. <clears throat> There's lots of things going on right now. But and it's very easy to get focused on what's in front of us, right? But I want to say life, it's really important to um, enjoy the journey. Um, I think sometimes we get so caught up of the journey that we don't take the time to enjoy it. The good and the bad. Life's a combination of hills and valleys, joys and sorrows, um, great times and bad times. But in that, here's the hope you have in Jesus Christ, that even when you go through those, and I think it's in Isaiah 43, like <clears throat> though you walk through those, those, he's with you. You won't be burned up when you're in the fire. He's going to be with you in your victories, and he's going to be in, in you and with you in your defeats. He's still with you, but enjoy the journey. And, you know, I think learn from them. You know, we have to learn from even our, our highs, right? Learn so that, you know, we can get back there or so that we don't think so highly of ourselves that we give ourselves credit instead of recognizing that it's a God that goes before us that allows us and enables us for the, to have those victories in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the sim- simple living, one of the things is enjoying the journey. And I think sometimes we get busy and we don't take time to stop and, you know, the proverbial smell the roses around us. Yeah. And I, th- I think this, we're out of, we're out of excuses, you know, I mean, it, it's, I know I am. And so we can't fall into the trap of dismissing how Jesus did life simply because we know he was the son of God, because we completely ignore the fact that Jesus was also fully human. I mean, he struggled with weariness. He struggled with stress. He struggled with difficulties of balancing life. He faced many of the same issues we face today, difficult family situations and, and family members, right? Come on, how many got some drama? He faced drama with his friends. Anybody experiencing any drama with your friends? Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't comment too loud or don't name names. You know, he experienced drama with his friends. He experienced drama with his followers. Come on, how many of you guys, listen, you, you, just because your followers are on social media doesn't mean that you can't experience dramas with your followers or people that you're leading, right? In a world that was hostile, listen to this, to his belief system, to the point where, listen, you live in a free, for, for many that are watching here in America, you know, and at this point, it's a free country, right? And so can I just say that you and I live in a free country, Jesus I mean, it was so hostile to his belief system that three years after he started talking about it, he was crucified for it. You know, they were after his life. Yeah, he was canceled. He was canceled. That's good. That was good. He was canceled. And so in a world, he had a hostile belief system. And so all of these things we can relate to. So looking at Jesus' life, right, in every encounter that the, the Bible records, I think we can translate it into a pattern that we can apply to our own lives. And that's really the key, right? Taking the Bible that you go, what, what, what is this book that's like written, you know, 2000, 4000, you know, this book that's written over the over those time frames. What, what, how can this book really, I mean, they didn't have vehicles, they didn't have electricity, they, you know, they walked around in sandals and dresses, you know, in robes and whatever. So how can that, how can I relate to that? Well, we have to take the Bible, we have to translate, scroll back up, translate it into the pattern that we can live our own lives by. So we, you know, we can't make the mistake of, of trivializing the trials we faced, right? Within those trials lay the keys. Listen to this. The keys to living in peace while chaos is going on around us. That's the key. Look at that. In the word, in the word, right? And in the trials we face, mixed in with the word of God, understanding that's where the keys to living in peace while chaos 
swirls around us. Amen? Amen. That's good. What do you think? Do you like it? <laughs> you didn't tee that up good enough for me to serve it I'm back. Sorry. I'm hey, so hey, sorry. <laughs> what do you think about that, Diana? Um, well, I think I'm the one that started that by saying you enjoy did. the you journey. Probably you probably did. <laughs> and no matter what She's like, I like it because I'm, I'm going to take credit for what you said. <laughs> That's how um, much the I like challenges it. we face, he's with us and he's before us and he's on our right hand, he's on our left hand. And um, I think it's just remaining faithful to what you know. Um, you know, I was reminded not to get weary and well-doing. Sometimes we feel like we're setting a pace of doing good, right? But we have to be careful not to get so busy about the work. And, and I'm sorry, someone on there, if you serving the Lord is not, Patrick, Christy put, serving the Lord is not work. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think there's that's that's true in a lot of ways. That it's not if you're if we don't view it, we're not we are not getting weary, being so busy about what we're doing, getting weary and well doing. That I think that if we can focus on, hey, this is my plan, this is my path, work, you know, we all have to work, right? But it's not exhausting. I think there's a difference. There's seasons of life where I've done work or been busy doing things and I've walked in and I'm still, you know, I'm still like, oh, I'm ending the day strong. But then there's other days that, you know, I've done the work that I needed to do ahead of me without you know, strengthening myself, maybe not getting my word um, the way I should have that day. And so when challenges came, it exhausted me. And I think there's a difference between it's not work and being exhausted. And I think when we get outside of God and allowing Him to be our encourager and Him guiding us, we find that the work we're doing, whatever that is, whether that's in ministry, work, family, you know, relationships can be exhausting outside the context if we're not putting those in the confines of what's healthy, what's a healthy relationship. So I think it can, it goes from doing it and loving it to doing it out of obligation and leaving exhausted. Yeah. It, so looking at this and we're, Bankrupt. we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're running out of time here in a few minutes. So obviously we have another day tomorrow, but I want to, I want to kind of try to wrap up at least some, a couple points here today. And it really, the chaos, I think, or the frustration sometimes, Diana just said something that's so important. We go through our life and, you know, we, we look at it and sometimes become exhausted or frustrated because of the day, because of our job, because of things that, I mean, here's the thing. If you have a job, and let's just say even, the, even if you love your job or you love the people, you don't love everything about it. I mean, the reality is even going back, I don't want to get all deep, but going back to the garden, I mean, God said that we would have to work, right? Because of what Adam and Eve did, we'd have to work and it would be tough. I mean, let's just face it. And you go, well, my kids are really, man, driving me nuts. Well, he also said that, you know, we'd have to experience that labor, women, that pain, right? And it's not just giving birth, but this process of life, it's tough. There's tough things. So that's never going to change, but what you can do is see the purpose in it, which, so, so you love the job that God gave you. Let's just say, you, you, you're, you know, it's a blessing. How many know the enemy can take what is a blessing in, a, in, in cause and put frustration on the inside of it? So you go home and you're exhausted. You're not just tired, you know, and accomplished, like one of the guys here say, but you're tired and frustrated. And what's the difference? What is, what is the difference? How do I become tired? Maybe I'm tired because I worked hard, but I feel accomplished. I feel good. I want to go back tomorrow and do it again. Versus how do I not feel tired and frustrated, right? And and so I think that, um, you're not, you know, I don't want to simplify it, but I do. It's, I think we leave, I know I do. I leave God out sometimes of some of the simple things throughout the day. 
Meaning there's an, I'm usually frustrated and, you know, and we'll probably not get much further than this discussion and we'll pick up tomorrow. By the way, don't forget tomorrow's the last day. I want to just let you know, we're going to give you three things. Okay. Three points that you can take out of this, that will, that that's by studying the life of Jesus. I'm gonna give you three things that, um, that are help you regarding living life through chaos. Okay. So you don't want to miss tomorrow, but let's wrap it up by talking about this. The things that frustrate me about my job or frustrate me about my day are typically the falling short of some of the challenges and things that I think I need to hit or, you know, seeing things not quite work out the way I want them to. And you begin to become frustrated trying to find the answers and trying to find and trying to handle it. And sometimes it's most of the time attached to people or attached to, you know, personalities or attached to, you know, those things. So what's the answer? What, just like work by yourself? No. Work from home? No. The answer is to put Jesus in the middle of everything. And I know that simplifies it. And you go, okay, well, what do you mean? I think that, you know, just really understand that there's a purpose here. And then if we talk to him, if we ask him, if we, you know, it's, it's the simple things, not just the complicated things when your back's against the wall, when you have no other choice and you get on your knees and you're like, God, I've just jacked this up so much or I don't see it. I've just tried and tried and tried. And then you ask, it's like go back to the simple things. When you can make the decision yourself, and it might be an easy decision, but yet you might make the wrong one. Or you might make one absent of what God's will is. And it may be an okay decision, but it may be not be the right direction. And if you look at some of the lives of people in the Bible, when they did things, they did they, they, they literally asked God, like, what direct, what, which way should I go? Okay, God, I'm here now. Now what? Now tell me. And I think that that's the key. And I don't think we're ever going to escape you know, having to work hard, having to, you know, um, having to, uh, you know, deal with the fr- some of the frustrations that I can cause. But I think that we, we add a lot to the plate that, that aren't meant to be there. I know I do. I think if you find yourself in a place of kind of knowing, okay, what's next in life, I think just the simple, and we take it for granted, like, we, like God knows us, but hey, today, God, order my steps. I invite you in. And sometimes he's the guest outside the door. We just haven't opened the door to invite him in. And so I want to encourage you, if you're in a place where you're just asking for the Lord's direction, invite him in. Mm, that's good stuff. Invite him in. On that note, we're inviting you back tomorrow. And Mike, <laughs> we're inviting you in to close us out. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying the series. As Dave said, we will wrap this entire series up tomorrow morning. So make sure that you guys tune in for the finale of life. Wow, that sounds really weird to say out loud. The finale of life. Like, I, I don't I don't like the way that sounded. I'm sorry. As we wrap up the series on life tomorrow, that sounds so much better. Cool. But if you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single morning. You all can opt into it for free. You can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. If you're part of our live audience on YouTube and or Facebook Live, we appreciate you guys being with us. But if you guys cannot make it to the live streams, you guys can always keep up with us in two ways. Number one, go to YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the bell so you get notified because we upload the replays of these episodes every single day. You can also go onto your favorite audio podcasting platform. The biggest one that we push is Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us on there. But whichever one you use, make sure that you subscribe to our feed. If you're listening to this episode or watching this,
this episode on replay. You guys can always join us live every morning at 8.30 a.m. EST, Monday through Friday on Facebook and YouTube Live. You can join in the conversation, throw some emojis at us, tell us how you guys are thinking or how you guys are feeling, how the message that week is impacting you. We would always love to have some feedback from you guys whenever you guys can throw it to us. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and all social media. We post short bite-sized clips of the podcast episodes, phone wallpaper, shareable graphics of quotes from the show, and much, much more. It's Game Changer Podcast Live. Make sure that you guys follow us on every social media platform that you guys use. But thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.